Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. When I walk into a Calvary Chapel and they're teaching the Word of God, and finally somebody is teaching what the Bible says about money. And then my pastor told me one time, he said, if a man is after your wallet, he cannot be after your heart. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? I could have had a V8. You ever have one of those moments? I could have had a V8. Makes total sense to me. Think about how simple that is, y'all. If a man is after your wallet, he cannot be after. If he's after, he cannot be after your heart. And if he's after your heart, he won't be after your wallet. Same thing. God is not expecting you to give what you do not have. God is not telling you to give a thousand dollars if you don't have a thousand dollars. God is not asking you to give ten dollars if you don't have ten dollars. God is expecting you to give what you do have. And he understands, see, God knows what you do have. Just like this woman, he saw this woman, she only had two leptas. That's all she had. She put that money in and he didn't go up to her and say, excuse me, ma'am, ma'am. Uh, if you want to get some music, we're going to need you to put in a little bit more money because everybody that went before you, they gave a whole lot more than you did. Well, sir, I, I just don't have it. Well, look, let, look, you got some friends. They got a little, they got a little bit of coinage. We're going to need you to go borrow from them and come back. Jesus didn't say any of that. I'm going to get ahead of myself. I ain't trying to steal my thunder tell you what he did say God expects us to give what we do have everybody saints can't give the same amount somebody say amen but everybody can give something I'll wait while you clap your hands there everybody can give something and you at home as well I'm talking to you even if you don't attend this church whatever church you go to You might not be able to give the same amount as somebody else, but you can give something. God knows if it's enough. You see, true Christian giving is measured by what it costs you to give it. True Christian giving is measured by obedience and proportion, not amount. Point number two in our outline, true giving is sacrificial, 
prized in God's economy. Now, I want you to look at verse 43 in chapter 12. You still with me? Say amen. So he called to his disciples and said to himself and said to himself and said to them, Surely I say to you that this poor woman has put in more. Y'all see that? Huh? What? Only five people see it. Y'all see that? Has put in what? More than all those who have given to the treasury. Now watch. People are coming by and giving large amounts of money. But in Jesus' economy, this woman's lepta, small gift, is more than their large gift. Jesus says, this widow woman has given by far, the, that's what it reads, by far, the largest offering today. Why? Because the others' offerings that were made, those people won't miss that money. She extravagantly gave what she couldn't afford, and she gave it all. She gave her all. You know, sometimes, saints, watch this. Watch it. You're going to love it. Sometimes God doesn't judge what you give. He looks at what you have left after you give. She had nothing left at all. You see, the amount was not, was not as important as how much she had left afterward. Saints, God is pleased. When someone like her gives unpretentiously, joyfully, and sacrificially, God doesn't care so much about the amount. Are you still listening to me? God cares about the motivation of the giver. This is what is prized and valued in God's economy. Money is of no value to God. Do you understand that? Or are you sleeping? Huh? Money is of no value to God. I love the verse in Proverbs, uh, uh, Psalms, that says, God says, if I had a need, Psalm, uh, Psalm 50, God says, if I had a need, I wouldn't ask you. That is like the best verse in the Bible, in my humble opinion. Money is of no value to God. You know, Mother Teresa said, if you give what you do not need, it isn't true giving. I like that. Think about it. If you give what you do not need, it isn't true giving. You know, we're talking about God's kingdom economy, which includes the church. The church belongs to Jesus Christ. Say amen. And I'm talking about the church building, the church building. Now, the church, the people belong the church people we are the church belong to Jesus Christ as well right so the church people is supposed to take care financially of the church building y'all picking up what I'm putting down so far just like if you live in a house everybody every able body should work and contribute to the house. Which then brings me to Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. 
Or if you're Italian, Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Can y'all read this with me or no? Bring it, read it with me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me in this, says the Lord of hosts. Come on, read it. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will be no room enough to receive it. This is a wonderful verse. There is actually, let me have that verse just for a second. People, I think some people like to debate just because they like to debate. It's like it's like debating is a sport to some people. When God's word is often, I agree, there are certain verses that are really a little dicey and yeah, arguable and debatable. Okay, fine, but this is not one of them. You know, people. There's a lot of debate about what is the storehouse. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And I'm telling you, there is debate infinitum of what is the storehouse. So the storehouse in the Old Testament is a depository. It is a cellar or a treasury where... When people, uh, they didn't, uh, they didn't uh, bring money to the storehouse in the Old Testament. They, they, they bought grain. They would tithe grain, and they would tithe eggs. Uh, they would tithe barley. They would tithe beer. They would tithe uh, the fruit of the ground, the harvest. They would tithe that and bring it to the storehouse. So in the Old Testament, the storehouse is like a cellar or a depository or a treasury. In the New Testament, the storehouse is the church. So people debate what is the storehouse. The Bible is clear. There's no debate here. The storehouse is the church. Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 5, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, etc. So the storehouse in Malachi was the place where the grain was kept. The storehouse in the New Testament is the church. The storehouse in the New, in the New Testament for us is the place we worship. If you're still with me, say amen. The place where we receive ministry. The place where your kids and your youth receive ministry and are taught. God says, bring your tithe. Bring your gifts Bring your financial gifts to the church, that there may be food in my church, spiritual food in my church. And when you give, you're allowing the pastor, thank you for the verse, you're allowing the pastor to study the word of God, to prepare food. Do you understand? Are you listening to me? Do you understand when I'm preparing a sermon, I'm preparing a meal? At least in my opinion, I'm preparing a meal. And I actually look at it that way. Now, maybe I'm just a little bit more um, imaginative or animated in my mind. And uh, don't say amen there, quiet. And uh, some of y'all like, animated, crazy, off the rocker, quiet. I'm preparing a meal. So when I'm preparing a sermon, I want to have a steak. 
Because there's some Christians out there with nice spiritual sharp teeth that can handle a nice healthy steak because they're mature. They know how to feed themselves and eat the word of God. But then there's some not so not so strong. Not so much. They need like um, potatoes. You know, potatoes a little, little softer, but they can, you know, they eat. Okay, cool. And then some need some, you know, they can eat a, maybe a baked potato, but then some need like mashed potatoes because they, they, they kind of gum in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then some, they just baby Christians. I got to parade that stuff. You know what I mean? I got to break it down. You know what I mean? So sometimes... I'm saying the same thing. Sometimes I say the same thing five different ways because I had, there's five different levels of understanding. That's how you teach the word, right? So bringing your tithe here allows food to be prepared, spiritual food of the word of God, children's ministry, to buy curriculum for your kids. I told you last week to buy goldfish. Because goldfish are important to kids. I don't care what you say. If you have a children's ministry, are you listening to me at home? Youth people, churches, if you don't have children's, if you don't have goldfish in your church for children, that's a sin. (laughs) Repent right now and get to Costco and get the big box of goldfish. It's a sin. Calvary Chapel, say amen. Got to have those goldfish. We need youth ministry. (laughs) Amen. You need youth ministry, outreaches, and things like that. Your tithe in the storehouse is helping to keep the lights on. And and that's what bringing your offerings to the storehouse does. Now, listen to me closely here. According to the word of God, this is very important. According to the word of God. We are to give where we are being fed the word of God first. First. Where you feed is where you give. It makes total sense. I mean, you don't go to McDonald's to eat and pay at Chick-fil-A. Do you? No. You don't go to Ruth Chris. Well, I don't go to Ruth Chris and pay it raise. I want to go to raise. Will somebody take me to raise? You don't feed at your local church and give to other ministries, right? Now, it is okay to give to other ministries after you have taken care of home. That would be like you paying the bills at a home across town before you pay bills at your own home. And your wife will look at you and say, you have lost your ever-loving mind. You pay bills at home, what, saints, first. And then you could go pay bills anywhere else you want. Well, maybe not. But, okay, fine, that's a bad illustration. But you get what I'm trying to say, right? And you would be surprised. You'd be surprised, guys, how many people feed here. Pastors, y'all know what I'm talking about. How many people feed here and give there? You know, we talk about spirit-led giving. We need spirit-fed giving. 
God will never tell you to give where you're led in place of giving where you're fed. Are y'all picking that up? All right, number three and finally, true giving is reckless trust in God's provision. Look at verse 44 in your text. For they all put in out of their abundance, but Jesus said she out of her what? Poverty put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. Did you get that? Jesus literally praises this woman for giving recklessly her last. This unnamed widow woman placed her entire life in God's hands and trusting him. Y'all pick that up. She had no one else to provide for her. No social programs, no stimulus checks is coming her way. She's human. I'm sh- she's human. Listen, I'm pretty confident that she was probably scared. That's natural. I mean, I don't think she's got some superhuman faith. I think she was a normal woman. But she's like, Lord, I love you enough. God, I trust you enough that I'm going to give you all that I have, and I'm going to trust you, God, to provide for me. I'm, I'm confident that she did what she did in faith and in trust. Now, I'm not saying to you today that you ought to give God your very last penny. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm also not telling you not to do that. I'm telling you this is what she did. I'm teaching you the Bible. Now, you be led of the Lord what you do, but this is what she did. She gave God her last. You know, there's a lot of folks that think it's even dumb to give to the church. People think that. They think that it's even dumber to give your last to the church. They think this way because they're not spiritually minded. Hmm? They're carnally, fleshly minded. You know, people don't understand kingdom stuff. They don't understand why you come to church on Wednesday night. Like, why are you going to church on Wednesday night? Isn't Sunday enough? Remember somebody asked me that a long time ago. Isn't Sunday enough? I'm like, no. Sunday's not enough. And I don't know what y'all think, but I'm telling you Sunday's not enough. You wonder why you're struggling. You wonder why you feel, eh. You wonder why Christianity and is kind of meh. Let me tell y'all something. I had, I had, the, I had the, the, the C-19. I don't even know why I feel like I had to whisper, the C-19. I was sick of dog. Y'all know. I miss church all the Christmas. I felt like Christmas was a wash. I was in the ER on Christmas Day. Me and Miss Elvira in the ER on Christmas Day. I missed all the church. Man, I got back. I felt like I was like out of sync with the world. I feel like I was out. Of, if I missed church, if I missed like two services, I feel like anybody know what I'm talking about? I feel like I got to come in and repent. Like I better walk in backwards or something. You know what I mean? Because the Shekinah of glory of God might consume me. I don't know what's going on. I feel, 
is not enough. And the more wicked the world becomes, the more I feel like I need to get into the presence of the Lord and, and, and leave me alone. No, it's not enough. It's not enough. The carnal mind says giving money away is a sure way to have less. The spiritual mind understands that giving money is a sure way to have more. Proverbs 11.24 says there is one who scatters. Didn't we cover this on Wednesday night, y'all? There is one who scatters and yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. How many of y'all know? That God multiplies our giving when we give it in faith. Y'all remember? uh, Amen. Amen. Y'all remember? Y'all remember? I got to tell y'all this quick because I'm out of time. Y'all remember the the story of the gospel uh, of the little boy lunch? Remember that? The feeding of the 5,000 and the little boy's lunch. And and, and we call it, I call it the Levite Lunchable, uh, uh, the Hebrew Hot Pockets. And he turned it, Jesus turned it into enough food to feed 15,000. Y'all remember that? And, and, and think about it. Think about it like this. This, this. Remember the little boys, perhaps the little boys, the moms, the Jewish little moms, she sent the little boy out with a lunch. Suppose, just suppose, she sent him out with one fish and two loaves of bread. What would Jesus have done? I, I don't think it would have made a difference, quite honestly, because, you know, he fed the 15,000 with, you know, I, I don't think I don't think it would have made a difference at all. I believe the same outcome would have been the same as this widow woman. The amount is not the major factor as much as the spirit in which we give. Jesus would have taken that little lunch and still fed 15,000 people because little always becomes much when we place it in the master's hand. Am I right about that? So it could have been one fish and, and, and two loaves of bread. It doesn't matter. The Bible tells us that that, that 15,000 people ate and there were left over 12 baskets, right? And in my sanctified imagination, the Bible doesn't say, but I believe the boy got a Levite Lunchable and probably a number three tabernacle tailgate special. As he walked in and he said, Mom, Jesus sent us a to-go box, a basket. Instead of worrying about what God wants us to give up, saints, we need to think about instead what God wants us to gain through giving. Somebody say amen. I'll wait while you clap your hands. We need to trust God. Am I right about it? And we got to start. We got to start. Watch this. I, I, I got to cut through my notes here. I'm going to tell you this last thing. We are losing a generation. We are parents. We got to start showing our kids what giving looks like. Uh huh. Come on. Come on. Come on. We got to start showing our kids what giving looks like. At the church. Grandparents, take your kids. You know, if you're giving, say you bring your offering to church. Maybe give it to your kids and say, you know, honey, take that gift over there and put it in the box. 
You're picking them up from children's church. There's boxes down there. Run this over there and give it to them. Or you, you have a direct deposit out of your check or whatever. Give them a dollar. Give them a ten dollar bill. Give them a hundred dollar bill. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I'm the pastor. I got to throw that in there. Give them a hundred dollar bill. Tell them to go over there and throw that hundred dollar bill in the box. Right. You got to let them see you giving. You know, I'm from Philadelphia. I walk downtown in Philly and there's homeless people all over the place. Can I get some money? Can I get some money? I want some money. I don't give people money. I tell them, bro, bro, you need some food? Well, yeah, I'm hungry too. He ain't hungry. You know you ain't hungry. Well, I want some food? Yeah, you want some food? I tell you, I don't walk by no homeless person. They ask me for some money. I say, you want some food? Yeah, I want some food. I go in the restaurant. I get them something nice, hot to eat. I get them good food. If I'm going in there to get some good food, I get them some good food. And I bring them out of thing and give them that. Okay, you ain't going to buy no crack with my money. Hallelujah. Okay. You ain't going to buy no, no liquor with my money. I give you something to eat. You got to let your kids, it's okay to let your kids see you doing something in terms of giving because you're teaching them and passing it down what giving looks like. Otherwise, we're going to lose a whole generation in terms of understanding what the word of God says for about giving and about the church and about kingdom business. We can't afford that church. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down today? Are you? Are you? Let the kids see you serving at church. Let the kids, take the kids with you when you're going to pick up grandma to take her to the pharmacy or a friend to take them to the pharmacy to pick up a prescription, huh? Let the kids see you serving with Calvary Chapel Youth Athletics. Let them see you serving when you're going down there to clean up for the cleanup ministry or serving with the youth ministry. Let them see you laying that foundation among your children as givers. Parents, many times... We want our kids to be something that we haven't raised them nor shown them how to become. And the church said. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light. Let me be a salt.